Hey guys, welcome to Lights Out with Shreya, right here on your favorite podcast about formula racing. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Bahrain curse or not. So as we've seen the Bahrain already happening, the race has happened, qualifying has happened, and practice has already happened. We we can see like from our last from our predictions, like we kind of have a sense of what we're going through in 2023. Um, and I, if you're anything like me, who've been dying to see a race, I don't know, this winter break felt so long, but if you're ever di- feeling like me dying to see this race, this Bahrain race was what I needed. So everyone has been talking about the Bahrain curse. And basically what it is about is that whichever driver wins the Bahrain um, Grand Prix or the first Grand Prix will end up second in WDC or World Drivers Championships. However, that, that's that been the case with Charles Leclerc last year in which Charles Leclerc won Bahrain but came second in the Drivers' Championship. And same thing the year before in 2020 with Lewis Hamilton winning the Bahrain Grand Prix but essentially Verstappen winning the World Driver, the Drivers' Championship. So... Obviously, a lot of people were like either they wanted Leclerc to not win, essentially, um, and that way it would be like Max won and the Bahrain curse. Other people have opinions on maybe Max could break the Bahrain curse. So Charles ending with a DNF at the end of the race. I'm a Ferrari fan, and that was just not what I needed. I honestly just wanted him to come second place on podium and be happy. Um, and obviously, um, it does give a flashback of last year in which last year, Charles Leclerc had a bunch of reliability issues along with maybe some driver errors, but also a lot of reliability issues that we've seen with the Ferrari engine. And clearly that has popped up today in the Bahrain Grand Prix race. Um, but could it also be kind of a repeat from last year, essentially talking about whether it's a Bahrain curse or not, when last year, both Red Bulls were out of the race because of an engine failure um, and Charles Leclerc getting an engine failure in this race, could it could it be a repeat? Or is it just that essentially Ferrari just doesn't have that reliability that they have um that they didn't have last year. Um, and clearly, like at the Tifosi, it does get pretty difficult. Um, seeing Charles, like his voice just, I don't know. It was just like about the, I think the voice that just gets me more essentially like that breakdown because we all know how much he'd been wanting this championship. Um, also, I don't know if you guys have seen from Drive to Survive, but um, that episode where he was like, I'm gonna, I want to win the world champion. And um, obviously, like, everyone wants, every driver wants to, but, like, the fact that Charles Leclerc wanted to win the driver championship, unfortunately, could not get a hold of it last year. And hopefully, this could be his year, or it could be Max's third world champion. Um, so, that was one of the things. Um, and also, obviously, Carlos not being able to keep a hold of his tires or um, having that tire issue in which he said in the race that if he pushes, he might not make it to the end of the race. 
Um, and that was because Alonso was behind him, which clearly we have seen Alonso go through a lot this this weekend, and that was unbelievably like I did not even know that could happen. Um, and this race, obviously, with both Ferraris not in podium, one Ferrari getting a DNF, um, and obviously Max uh, Red Bull getting a one two in podiums. Um, that was brilliant for Christian Horner. Um, obviously, with the plan of having to go from soft tires to then going to the soft tire, then essentially going to the hard tires. Um, and as we've seen throughout the race, a lot of teams were actually pit- pitting their hard tires earlier. So Max would have the soft tires, but Hamilton had the hard tires, and yet like they both changed their tires like somewhere around the same time, and Max went down soft, Lewis Hamilton went hard. But then Lewis Hamilton again went into the pits and changed his hard tires when Hamilton was when Max Verstappen, sorry, was running on his soft tires, which did confuse me for a little bit. Um and overall we saw I think essentially the practice really gave us an idea of how this race was going to look like, um, especially with seeing Alonso dominating the two, at least being first place in the two practices and then second place in FP1. Um, but still, like, I mean, we're talking about Alonso, a two-time world champion who came entered into Formula 1, then retired, and then came back into Formula 1, and is now, like... He could have won the Bahrain Grand Prix. Not going to lie, I totally expected that. Um, But he did, even though he didn't come first place, he came on podium. And that was pretty surprising. Um, Now that we have like two Spanish drivers that were there in podium, Checo Perez and um, Alonso, even though they're not from the same country, they both like are Spanish speaking like countries. Um, As Checo Perez is from Mexico, while... Alonso's from Spain. Um, and also, we did see in practices um, with the McLaren still facing difficulty issues with their car. Um, and I just want to talk about that, that McLaren issue um, in which they said they're still updating their car. Um, but, like, they're still having a lot of the braking issues in the car. And I think I think that's going to be a major aspect in which we have to look at um throughout this race and throughout like the continuing races because we have 23 races in the season um looking at that could mclaren needs could we've seen mclaren competing for the fourth place um clearly since the third place may or may not be in grasp for mclaren because it's usually red bull ferrari and mercedes that are grasping those top three um, but McLaren and Alphine fighting for that fourth position. I don't know. Could that competition be there this year? Because in my opinion, McLaren just right now does not have the pace. Essentially, they don't have the right car working. And um, I think they, they need to fix on that. Um, obviously, work on that. And maybe, um, but again, also we saw that um, in this race in the Bahrain Grand Prix, Alphine wasn't doing the best as Esteban Ocon got three penalties. One penalty um, 
And then he got a second penalty um, because of he didn't serve that five-second penalty the correct way. And, and then he got third penalty um, in, I think, some other part. I don't remember exactly which penalty, but why he got the penalty. Um, but I think it was, like, exceeding track limits or something. Um, in which, but he got three penalties. And essentially, in the end, having to retire his car... Um, which leaves Alphine only with, I think, one point with Pierre Gasly finishing um, 10th. So that's still... I mean, again, they uh, Alphine does have, as we've seen like with Otmar, saying that the car is ready for the season. Still, I don't know, can McLaren come up to that position of where Alphine is in the fourth? Maybe, maybe they might. Um, and then also Max, so back to Max's possibility of a third world champion. In my opinion, I clearly want Charles Leclerc to win the world champion. I think, I think that's just my opinion. But in this podcast, I want to recognize other opinions of people who might, who might not just like, who either might not like Max Verstappen or love Max Verstappen. So um, for those who like Max Verstappen, obviously they want him to have a third world champion. Um, And, I mean, it's just a Bahrain Grand Prix that just starts off the season. Um, Clearly there's more. But this also goes back to the main question of the Bahrain curse. Some people say that Max Verstappen can break the Bahrain curse. And I think that would be like something to see in the sport as or in the um year as it progresses. But I don't I'm I mean I guess you could say he could break the curse, but again with all the science and technology going on, we do have to focus on that aspect. Um but we don't know. Um, and as Max Max has complained in the race about downshift issues, um, and he said it's good but not man not like it's manageable but it's not the best. Are there problems? Are we starting to see problems with the Red Bull car? And could this be like last year, or could Red Bull just have minor problems that a little tweaking can do, um, and can fix it? I think the downshift problem and things like that, Red Bull can fix it. They might be minor issues for Red Bull, but... And Red Bull also does have, have a good Honda reliability. So I think it all comes down to Ferrari and can they get a good reliability. As well as Red Bull is currently being not... They've already dominated the season last year. So now they are they went from a hunter to a hunted um, like to being a hunted person, um, like what Christian Horner said, I think Christian or Max, um, in which now there's so many teams now, Ashton Martin, um, red, uh, now, sorry, Ashton Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes are all trying to get on that Red Bull level and trying to attack to get the, um, constructor championship. Um, so, yeah, for 1-2 for Red Bull, I mean, simply amazing strategy Christian Horner has from there. Uh, they went to soft, soft, and hard. Um, obviously, I didn't expect that. I thought, 
all cars or a majority of the teams were all going to do a stop, then a hard, a one pit stop. But clear, but they did a two time pit pit stop, and um, it seemed to work out in the favor of Red Bull. Um, I did get, I was like, cause I I believe in the Bahrain curse, um, and I was just thinking like, huh, could this. Could could they be failing? I don't want Red Bull to fail because of the Bahrain curse. Um, but there were some moments when they were, especially Max, were complaining about downship issues. Um, and especially at the start of the race, when Perez and Leclerc almost touched. In my opinion, I would, like, if, <laughs> if Ferrari gets out early, this is going to be a disaster. But, yeah, like... Perez managed to gun through and get one two for Red Bull. That's simply amazing. And we do know Sergio Perez has the skills, um, has the ability to keep moving forward in a way where we know, um, like twenty twenty one Abu Dhabi, where Perez held back Hamilton for as long as he could. Also in the qualifying. We saw that Charles Declare got out of his car earlier. And that was the main question because we were wondering, because obviously Charles Declare in one of his interviews did not, said he did not expect a pole position. But getting out of the car earlier, I mean, I was pretty confident. Like, if he did another lap, he could have maybe became second or got in pole position. Instead, Sergio Perez got second, and it was a 1 2 front grid for Red Bull, and then a 3-4 for Ferrari. And I, I was very confused about that. But um, I guess Charles did what he had to do. Um, but he did say there were no issues with the Ferrari. Um, and I was relieved for that because <laughs> we don't want issues. Um, and I haven't been talking about this Fernando Alonso L plan. Um, but, I mean, Fernando Alonso, remarkable season he has started off with. Bahrain is incredibly, like, amazing at producing these, like, unexpected results. And in some way, like, every time always interests me. Um, and Fernando Alonso, like, that guy, I, I did not expect. Part of me expected it because of the practices, but I can still, in general, if you asked me, like, a year ago, would you think Fernando Alonso could come in podium, I would have said... That would be what my eyes were going to want to see. Because um, I would love to see Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, and Fernando Alonso in podium. That would be like a perfect podium. I've been in the past. Um, but clearly, his L plan thing seems to be working. Um, as people are saying that could Mar- Ash- moving to Aston Martin be part of his plan? Because he did have an unexpected switch to Aston Martin because he was racing for Alphine and Alphine, as seen in Drive to Survive, was going to renew his contract, but he switched to Aston Martin, which is not, which is like a lower team than Alphine, who's in fourth. Like, that, that, that caused a little bit of like a confusion. So could this be part of L plan as we will see throughout the season? Also, Esteban Ocon DNF I honestly, and was this similar to Pierre in a kind of way? Because I thought Pierre was almost going to get a DNF. 
because um, she was all the way down at P20 and then got up. I thought Peter Gasly could have gotten um, a DNF, but luckily he didn't, and he held the car as long as possible. So congrats to Peter Gasly from that movement from Alphatari to Alphine. Um, I miss I miss Peter Gasly and Yuki Sonoda. <laughs> they were they were the best duo of 2022. Unfortunately, they did say that Pierre Gasly did say in a TikTok that he has not broken up with Yuki Sonoda. And that is what my heart is happy for, to hear. That they've been hanging out and they will continue hanging out. Um, feelings of Nick DeVries? Not yet. Next is Oscar Piastri rookie season. Oh my god. Oscar Piastri retiring in at early in the race. Um, at first, it was just like a pit stop that just went really long because he got switched with a new wheel, uh, steering wheel. But then he got his car had to retire out of the race, which we still haven't yet gotten like an answer from yet. But Oscar Piastri's retirement from the race, I don't know. That was not looking good for Lynn, um, for McLaren. And then also Lando Norris taking longer pit stops. Something's fishy down at McLaren Pitt's pit crew, but um, I would say Lando Norris, like, that pit stop was not, it wasn't good. Um, and obviously, um, at least he went down to last place, as we've seen a couple of times with the pit stop, but then essentially ended at P17, but P17 was last place in the Bahrain Grand Prix because three cars retired, which was Esteban Ocon, um, Charles Leclerc, and Oscar Piastri being the three cars that are retiring. Um, and obviously, them um, leaving Lando Norris to finish in piece, place 17, this could be something, this could, this could signal something disastrous for McLaren um, in a way that we haven't necessarily seen, because we've seen McLaren do well might not be in the top constructors championships but we've seen them seen them actually like do well in the race um and Lyndon Norris's P17s were just not what I was hoping for um in my opinion a good race like race podium I was thinking or like the order for who should win the Bahrain Grand Prix was it should have been Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, Lando... No, Lewis Hamilton. I would actually say fourth to go to Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton. Sergio Perez, George Russell, and Yuki Sonoda, and Pierre Gasly. Obviously, some of that might not be the best. Um, but And I was also thinking Fernando Alonso. So that was my, obviously it might not have been the most realistic, to be honest, but that was what my opinion on for the race was. Um, I also thought that about the, for the race, um, Lance Stroll's wrist. In my opinion, I don't want him to be driving. Um, it's not I know I used to say, like, Lance Stroll was there because of his father buying team. I mean, he is a good driver, and he has proven it this year. Um, but 
in my opinion, he just shouldn't be driving right now. Um, and it's not... I, I mean, he had great talent, for sure. But I'd rather see... I'd rather have Lance Stroll not driving, like, for a few months than have him drive and get permanent wrist damage. Because even though they might have been given the, okay, yeah, he can drive, still, anything can happen. This is Formula 1 we're talking about, where we have 20 cars going at dangerous, highly dangerous speeds, like 100, in weirdly shaped circuits. And not everyone can do that. Um, Obviously, some like it's just it's a dangerous sport and um anything can happen and i do know like drivers drive injured because mm, formula one is not the safest sport actually it's not even safe at all but uh, if it was if i think if formula one was the safest sport in the world it would be the most boringest sport in the world um Kind of like NASCAR. I'm not a fan of NASCAR, and I think it's absolutely boring. Um, but that's my opinion. Um, but Lance Stroll, he got his wrist, like, broken in his wrist um, at a bike accident. Um, but, like, the fact that he actually wanted to keep driving, I love that motivation. But they were also considering, I, I heard, I think this was a rumor, I heard about Sebastian Vettel Possibility, possibly joining Aston Martin um, in for Lance Stroll when he goes, uh, when he was, like, in the hospital. Um, but obviously we know they would have kept Felipe Drogovic um, from Formula 2 because um, Felipe Drogovic is their, um, their reserve driver. But I think Felipe Drogovic could have... <laughs> if it, it would have turned out amazing. Um, not just, not saying that Lance Stroll should get into accident. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's proven that like when he's broken, he's been amazing. Jokes, not actually. He should not get broken. Um, but yeah, I would say, if Lance Stroll, first he could take some rest, um, and that way make sure his wrist is all better. Said not because he did complain about some pains. Um, I think he needed help getting out of the car for the race. Um, but he did complain about some wrist pains. Um, and I think he could have he could have taken some time to rest and actually help his wrist get better. And then Felipe Djokovic could have potentially joined the season um, and made a debut. In Formula One, as we've seen, like, remember when George Russell made his debut in Mercedes um, by being reserved, replacing, I think, Lewis Hamilton, who was sick or something, um, at the Secure Grand Prix? I think, I don't know, I think this could have been, it could have been, it could have turned out amazing for Felipe Djokovic. Um, but clearly, things gone, had gone, like, um, a different way. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, thank you guys. I know this is a pretty short podcast episode. Uh, there was not much, like, I think, could, like, it's more that we have to go deeper into the season to get more of, like, our start for a season. Um, but again, I was so excited for the season to finally start and, like, be done with the winter break. 
Um, I remember, like, it's... Last year was not my year as a Tafasi fan. Um, it wasn't just not my year, I think. I think I have good hope for Ferrari this year. Um, and also, I just want to say, like, I was so hyped up that, like, this race... Because, like, um, it was just... it was too. I was too hyped up for this race. And I had, like, my Ferrari jacket. I had, like, my Ferrari hat. I dressed up in red shirt. Because I don't have a Ferrari shirt. Um, and then I put, like, red makeup on myself. I was like, this is Ferrari. And I was kind of happy that they, like... I was not not the most happy. I didn't want Charles Leclerc to retire, but I wouldn't mind he was in P2 and Carlos in P3. I wouldn't mind about that. Um, but if you're anything like me, like, this was, this was what I needed. Like, I needed this race. And, um, yeah... Um, so thank you for listening to my podcast. Please check out my other, um, please check out the Instagram for Lights Out with Shreya, where I will keep you updated on whenever I release new podcasts. Um, and the schedule for when I release new podcasts are usually every weekend, um, every race weekend. Whenever there's a race, um, I will let you guys know. And I will also be talking throughout this podcast about not only F1, but F2 and F3. Um, Also, congratulations, Dennis. I'm such a huge fan for him. Um, And I'm so happy Dennis got um, P3. So proud of him. So thank you for for listening to my podcast. Signing out, Lights Out with Shreya. (laughs)